0: Modern, modern, dadhood, Deadhood. modern Deadhood podcast. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Sorry, man. You want tell? You want to tell the listeners
0: what just took place as soon as I we started recording? Mean, we hit record. We said three words, and then my entire house rumbled, and there was a massive sounding explosion somewhere outside felt very close mark got up and walked out and outside and I (laughs) could
1: see nothing interesting way to start off a recording sesh
0: would you like to introduce the podcast this time dude let's do it because this is modern dadhood an ongoing conversation about the joys challenges and general insanity of being a dad in this moment my name is mark checkin and i'm a dad to twin. Okay. By the time this episode comes out, twin boy, (laughs) (laughs) five-year-old.
1: And you, sir? Exciting times, man. Uh, My name's Adam Flaherty, and I am a father of two girls who are nine and six years old. Man, when we started this
0: little this little, uh, what do you, what is this? A charade? A, a podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, when we started this podcast, our, our kids were, were but babes. I think that when we started it, my youngest was two.
1: Anyway, for our listeners, if this is not your first time, uh, welcome back. If this is your first time. Please go back and listen to our previous episode first, because this is a part two episode, but also... Welcome to the show, and uh, you can hear our entire catalog of episodes at moderndadhood.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search the phrase, Modern Dadhood. Uh, So I I did a moment ago allude to this being a part two episode. Why don't you, you, Mark, do the honors of introducing our guest and giving a little bit of context?
0: Oh, I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I'm super stoked for our listeners to, um, get a chance to listen to part two here of our conversation with Shane Burkaw. Why did I do, why is, why did I say I his last name like that? I don't know why you did that. that was Shane an odd choice. Burkaw. Uh, we were getting deep into a conversation around IVF, interabled relationships. We talked sperm count. We covered a lot of ground and there's a lot yet to cover. So stick around. Hold on, I'm just checking the score on the superb owl. Yep, I don't care. Yep, I still don't care. Yes, it's it's still <laughs> I don't care to I don't care. So I, yeah, so we're Back to you in the studio, Adam. <laughs> so we're
1: we're recording this episode while the Super Bowl is happening and <laughs> I don't remember if it was yesterday or this morning, my 9-year-old uh, daughter was like, "Daddy, it's the Super Bowl today." And I was like, "I couldn't even tell you the teams that are playing. No. And I was like, do you know? And She goes, <laughs> yeah, whoever the Eagles and whoever I think, st- I still <laughs> don't know. But she knew immediately. I was like, that's amazing. How do you know this? And who are you rooting for of oh, the Eagles? Like, Obviously. why? Yeah, I'm rooting for the Eagles, too. I'm not even rooting for the commercials.
0: Oh, ooh, what a diss.
1: Oh, and uh, you mentioned the boys uh, have a birthday tomorrow. Hmm. I know that you had a little debacle with a birthday party. I don't know if yeah. it's anything you want to talk about publicly in a, your podcast
0: or not. Sure. Well, well here, here's the thing, right? I, I suppose as parents, we've, we all know that once in a while you've got to make a difficult decision. And no matter what decision you make or what are, what options that, that, that are in front of you, you look at all of them and they're all bad. They're all bad options. Mm-hmm and we had that situation because we have been planning a birthday party for the boys for a while it, it was going to be at a bowling alley a local bowling alley candlepin bowling so the kids can really wing the balls down the uh lane and um long story short everything was planned cake was paid for place was paid for invitations were out we were a day away from it and uh, one of my sons started puking Ugh. and I didn't, I, I truly didn't know what to do. My, my wife and I were like, S- seriously, like what, what, what are our options here? So we thought about them. I texted you and I was like, dude, what, <laughs> what would you do? Okay. But, uh, but we, I mean, it became clear the more we went through the day, he got a fever. The fever is a bad sign and we had to cancel the whole thing. And they were not pleased. Yeah, that's really disappointing. Really yeah. disappointing.
1: I do have Will... questions, but. Uh, oh, but you do. Two questions. Two questions. One, mm-hmm. really any money refunded? We did. Okay. We got some. Question okay. two, were you a little bit pissed at him? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, really? Um, do you have to puke this morning? I mean, do you want me to lie or do you want me to tell the truth? <laughs> no, I was not pissed at him, but I was mad. I was mad. Even though there's really nothing to be mad at, I was still mad about it. And I went to pick up my son. I went, the one who wasn't sick was at school and the other one was home for the day. So I went to pick up my son at school and we're like getting the, you know, jacket and the boots and all that stuff ready to leave. And um, a couple of his friends were like, this is a Friday. The party was on a Saturday and a couple of his friends were like, see you tomorrow. And my son turned and was like, yeah. And I was like, well... (laughs) Actually, <laughs> actually, let's just hold off for a sec uh, we'll we'll get it replanned we'll get the whole thing we'll get the whole thing back together. I'm hopeful
1: that when you do reschedule it, both boys are in good health.
0: fingers crossed.
1: I feel like we're doing our listeners a disservice to not get back into the interview with Shane Burcock because man just get into it. It was so good. It was when we left off, we were talking to Shane about specifically. Sperm count because I I went deep with my line of questioning about sperm count and (laughs) then really you were really into the topic, man. We moved past it and then I brought it back to sperm count. (laughs) But uh, no, he was talking about um, uh, in the event that he and Hannah are not able to conceive as a result of his sperm count, just what other options they might consider for becoming parents. And with that, let's head right back into part two of the conversation with Shane Burkhoff. Did you say parinks? I didn't say parinks. Mm. P-A-R-Y-N-X.
0: We'll let the recording be the judge.
2: We are open to the fact of like having twins um, or more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we both would prefer a single human, <laughs> um, just because you know we're getting our feet wet into the whole parenting thing. But we were just talking to someone yesterday who has twins, and they were like, "You know what? For your first kid, give twins because it's going to be a lot either way." And so, um, yeah, we're definitely open to it. That's funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Where I, do you stand on that, Mark? Yeah, Mark, how do you feel? I, I'm Is gonna, that silly?
2: No,
0: it's not silly. No. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, our situation was our situation, right? I mean, we talked about the possibility also, you know, obviously it became a reality. I mean, we don't know anything different. And we hear the exact same thing, Shane, that you just right. said from a lot of people who have multiple kids but are different ages. And yeah, it was a rough go, at the beginning, yeah. But I think it's going to be a rough go at the yeah. beginning for anybody who's having kids for the very first time. You know, so right. whether it's one or two or well, three is where it starts to get. I think really, three, yeah. That's, three we might have to. Yeah, that's a different you have to, stratosphere you have altogether.
2: to, pick two to
0: keep, <laughs> 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 exactly, yeah. No, but it's it's wild when you start getting into the numbers. That you kind of hinted at a minute ago, like I don't really remember all the specifics either, and my wife would do mm-hmm. the same thing she'd she'd let me know what I screwed up um <laughs> when t- talking about this stuff, but um I remember being really kind of you know shocked by you know they'll go they'll do the the egg harvest, which that that term too was always a a term that I could (laughs) harvest. like harvest. We're going to harvest the eggs. Sounds like like a farmyard. Well, and it felt very like matrixy, you know, I'm like, (laughs) but, but they would harvest as many as they could, you know, and you end up with like, you know, 13 or 14 or 15 or 20, you know, I've heard, you know, and then once you go through that process, of fertilizing them, you know, you really are like really hoping for like a few that are good, that are viable, that you watch. And then, you know, I just remember thinking how wild that was that you start with so many and end up with so few. In our first go, we, we, we went through two rounds before we were able to conceive. And, you know, our first go was, I think it was like five that were good, and then they fertilized, and only a few took, and then none of them ended up being viable at yeah. the end of that first and it's it's a roll it's a roller coaster ride, I think is what I'm really saying because you hear these really big numbers in certain parts of the procedure, and then you know when it gets down to the reality of it it's it's kind of yeah. a different story
2: it's a roller coaster that hosts. $30,000 Yeah, it's like, ride. It's, it's, an exp- <laughs> it's an expensive roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we definitely, sure. I mean, we right now, so we're in LA um, for a few months, just like working and living here. But since our clinic is in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, we're waiting to like actually do the first round until April, May. And it, right now our daily, Conversation is like, what if it doesn't work in the first round? Yeah. Like, it's super expensive. It's gonna be really emotional. Yeah. Um, what do we want to do? And we do not have an answer for that yet. Um, but that's what we're talking about. We're also like very open to adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have been from before we even knew that I had uh, sperm health issues, and we were talking about maybe fostering or doing adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, another a possibility is a sperm donor. Um, that was something that, like, at the get-go, I was like, no way, no. Like, I, we'll just not have kids or we'll adopt or whatever. But um, as we've been going through it more and more, I feel like I'm, like, aging and maturing rapidly. And, you know, it's just so stressful. Mm-hmm. Um And I think at the end of the day, the main, the main goal here is for him and I to have a child that we love and raise Mm -hmm. and, you know, whether or not that's from my sperm or not is not the be all end all of why we're doing this. Mm So, um, I've been more open to like other options as we really think about like, you know, if this fails five times or Mm -hmm. whatever, uh, Yeah.
1: Bouncing back just quickly to the, um, I I can't stop thinking about sperm health. I'm sorry. I got to come back to it again. But so I'm just curious, is there anything that you've learned, anything that you can just do naturally that would
2: potentially enhance that or improve that? This is not a joke, even though it sounds like it. Um, but a friend of mine who works in the field of sperm health, um, which great friend to have in this <laughs> yeah. scenario um said that like making sure my holes are as cool as they can be at all times which sitting in a chair where my lap is kind of like surrounded is difficult um they make like pulling underwear um uh, which I've sure. not endeavored to try yet sounds horrible <laughs> um there's kind of remedies like that that I don't know the level of Success, mm. but the things that I'm focusing on are cutting back on drinking and other substances uh, mm-hmm. that can affect sperm health. That's like the main one that I'm doing lifestyle wise uh, to get ready for the big day in mm-hmm. April or May, um, and that's been you know kind of a, a win win. It was something that I had to do anyway, um, and this is like a great reason for that, mm. you know. If pushed him to shove my meditation, that may be the main reason that my sperm Mm -hmm. health is low, I could go off of that for a few months. And um, Mm. from what my neurologist understands, my sperm would return to normal. Um, But that comes with the kind of trade off of losing ability during that time. Um, Mm. And Hannah and I are pretty on the same page that, like, that is drastic and probably won't explore that. Wow. As if there's not enough big
0: decisions to to have to
2: (laughs) think through as it is with something like IVF. Yeah, it's funny. When you're, like, you know, and you're a teenager, college student, and you think about, like, what, you know, like, Adulthood's going to be so hard. Mm -hmm. I thought of like, you know, buying a house Mm -hmm. and, you know, but there's like some heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Everything that we're talking about, everything that you talk about relating to, you know, the IVF journey in Junkyard Mayhem. These are all really personal things. And I, I wondered, like, does it feel odd for you and Hannah to be so open about something like this? Or is it almost like, is it fair to say you're sort of becoming veterans and like living your life openly and online since you've been in uh, the YouTube game for so yeah. long? Or, or was this like sort of a new
2: line that you had to figure out how you were going to cross? It's an interesting dynamic because I am certainly more... Open to sharing my life with the world, Hannah's not mm. um and that's been an interesting dynamic for us from the beginning of our YouTube days. but maybe began YouTube, I had already been writing a popular blog sharing everything mm. about my life um for like six years prior to that so um that helped me become comfortable with sharing the intimate details of my life and not letting it bother me if people, you know, had uh, (laughs) negative feedback about that. Um, Today, you know, we are both, like, very comfortable with sharing our lives online. We, We believe in our mission, which is to improve the way that society understands disability. And to do that, we share our honest, authentic lives with people. Mm -hmm. Um, We believe in it and we enjoy it, but that's not to say it's not extremely hard at times. And this IVF journey was the first time that we really kind of sat down and had a serious talk about, like, how are we going to handle this? Because normally in our videos, we don't, like, plan out what we're saying. Mm -hmm. We just pick up the camera and, film, whatever is on our mind at that moment. But for the IVF stuff, we were like, let's not do that because we don't want to regret it if this is really emotionally uh, challenging for us. We don't need the 10,000 people saying, oh, you shouldn't have done this, you know, like whatever whatever nonsense they'll come up with. So we're being very careful. We are... Uh, not going to share any kind of play by play when we begin. We're not going to always like, update the world on dates and mm-hmm. all that. Um, I think we'll do it privately, give ourselves time to experience it and process, and then document it after the fact. Such a
0: such a fine line that you guys have to traverse. Uh, you know, because you're, I mean, yeah, on one hand, it's your life and it's personal, and it's, like, as you put it, like it could be. Ex- it, it it will be extremely emotional one way or the other, because you can have positive or negative emotions. But, but then on the other hand, you're kind of doing this amazing service for all sorts of people. I mean, you're talking, you're talking, there's, there's the, you know, the, the disability aspect of it, but just IVF in general is one of those things that, you know, a, a lot of people experience and it can be a scary thing going into it. If you don't know anything or know anyone personally, you know who, yeah. who's experienced it, so it's such good, valuable information as well. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think about that to when I was in you know high school, and I had no idea what my future would hold, and that led to a pretty dismal outlook on yeah. my life. Um, if I had had some role models, you know, with my specific disability out there, you know, doing everything that I've wanted or that I didn't know I wanted yet, um, it would have been helpful. So I, I hope that, you know, by (laughs) going through this emotional, whatever, uh, we're helping people.
1: Here's what, here's something I wondered. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't really dialed in exactly what the question is, Shane, but you know, you guys talk a lot as an interabled couple about like, Clearly, you put up with a lot of bullshit from people, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, unrequested, you know, opinions that people are just injecting about your relationship, about this and that. And you seem to handle that stuff pretty gracefully. I wonder, you know, when you have kids and your kids at an age where they're old enough to start to understand things like bullying and trolls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that your, your attitude to those people will change?
2: That is a good question. So right now, I mean, the way that I handle the ignorance and the hate, I mean, I mean like just if you're not aware, the comment section of our YouTube channel is successful. And I mean, there's a lot of love as well, but um, there is a not insignificant number of people who believe that our relationship is either fake or uh, that something is wrong with Hannah or that I'm using her, she's using me. All of it boils down to this assumption that because of my disability, I could never be a worthy partner to a non-disabled woman my like Tana and the lengths that they will go to assert that idea are ridiculous. So, we did it a lot. And that's why it is a kind of relevant thing that we have to think about for our kids. You know, we talk a lot about what involvement our kids might have on our YouTube channel, um, and. You know, I think we both feel like not a ton, uh-huh. at yeah. least not in the early years, um, because they're not able to understand what they're being part of. Right. Um, I, I, I believe in like treating your kids like adults, like as much as you can. Um, you know, and I think that being honest about different opinions, and, um, you know, it's important. I also think that, like, the different opinions held by the ignorant people that are hateful towards us don't have a leg to stand on. But, like, I I have no issue explaining to our kids when they're old enough to understand it that, like, these people... Either have a lack of awareness or agitation, yeah. or um are just being willfully close minded, and that their beliefs are not the reality of the disabled experience mm-hmm. or the experience um so like I want them to know about it. I want our kids to know that like there is that kind of ignorance out there that needs to be acknowledged and hopefully. Addressed In Our lifetime And with that being said Like Right now When I see Really mean comments I like to You know argue back And kind of Poke Holes yeah. You know In their You know Reasoning And <laughs> hopefully In a Kind of Snarky way Get them to Question How they can be So Horrible To other human beings yeah. mm-hmm. um, I would probably have to steal that, how I do that when my (laughs) kids might be reading what I'm saying to people. Mm.
1: Well, and that's another great point is like, you know, you're uh, unless you delete your YouTube channel, which there is, there would be no reason to do that. That that will exist in, you know six, yep. five or six years when presumably you might have a kid who's old enough to read yeah. and, and understands, uh um, begins to understand the family dynamic and that you have a, a level of notoriety and, you know, have this following and right. uh, may, may get into some of that stuff. So that's, I'm that's really not, interesting to think about.
2: They're not allowed near a technology <laughs> until they're like 15. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I have a nine-year-old daughter and one who's about to turn six and my nine-year-old especially is like, is right on the verge. She's, she's, she's interested in it and she's like, she's getting into it. But we, my wife and I have not like really had any of the conversations about, you know, privacy or, um, I've seen
2: families that go, you know, both directions way too far. And I, I hope that, and I can find a happy medium, you know? Yeah. There's people that literally don't let their kids have access to anything. And I think that can allow you to grow up with a very flawed understanding of the world. And then people that let their kids do whatever they want. And that's also obviously problematic at times.
0: <laughs> yeah. What you were talking about a couple minutes ago, you know, in talking to your kids about letting them know that there are people out there that will go to these odd great lengths to put their ignorance on full display. That's such a good, that's such a good sort of thing to keep in mind for, for all of us at any given moment. I mean, on YouTube in the comment section or not, there's so many folks who are out there that you're going to encounter that, haven't experienced certain things and are so unaware of the vast differences of the human experience. And some people are just awful, I guess. And you're never get like, there's, there's that group, but there's so many of those people who they need to be made aware. Yeah. And like, we can, we can all work a little bit in some way in our own little corner of the universe to help make people aware of, you know, fill in the blank, I suppose. Yeah,
2: I agree, and I, I like the work that we do would be way harder if we didn't know that you can change people's yeah. attitudes and beliefs. And that we've had these moments where people send us a message or an email or whatever, and they say, "A, a year ago, I discovered your relationship," and. I left some terrible comments on your channel. I thought that you were fake. Hmm. I thought that you were not a worthy partner. I thought that Hannah was faking it. I thought that she was after your money. You know, all the crazy things that they came up with. And then I watched more of your videos. And I began to question some of my biases and assumptions and the reasons that I was feeling so kind of negative and ignorant about you. Um, and now, today, I totally did it. And, like, they apologize. Oh, man. And to have an internet troll apologize yeah. to you, unprovoked, is, like, the single biggest victory, I think, huge. in an influencer's life. Uh, and so, you know, jokes aside, like those are kind of the moments that keep us going yeah. um, because we know that like here and there, there are people that are not, you know, just being willfully hateful, but they're, they just lack of experience and knowledge and we're yeah. able to provide that to them. So um, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I can, I, I just want to say like part, you know, part of the ethos of our show, we sometimes refer to it as being like the whole thing, is being kind of selfish because it's me and Adam trying to just figure out how to be better at our jobs being dads. Mm -hmm. And we get to talk to all sorts of people and uh, get, you know, good tips and new perspectives and whatnot. But it's, it's that perspective shift it, it, you know when you're looking at a problem that like this person put it as like biases i mean we all have those biases and yeah. it's really hard to step out of your little shell or your little world that you live in to challenge those things but it's like it's so integral to the growth process you know that like we should really all be trying to go through and so that's a big part of this show is is how can Adam and I, and hopefully our listeners and some of the people that join us on the show sort of benefit from that shift in perspective. And so I, I just commend you for, for doing the same type of work, you know, because I think it's, it's how all of us are kind of collectively just become better humans as we, as we move forward through, through the world.
2: I love it. And, uh, I appreciate that you guys are of, uh, the same mindset.
1: <laughs> Before we close out, I think that I saw and, I, and Mark was asking this, I think that I saw on your channel. And if I'm wrong and uh, I can totally edit this out. Did you say that with that there was genetic testing that was done that determined that your offspring would not have spinal muscular atrophy?
2: Correct. Right. Um So I am a carrier, obviously, Um, and so my kids would get all the SMA genes from me. But in order for our kids to have it, Hannah would also need to be a carrier. And so Hannah did genetic testing um, and determined that she was not a carrier. I think it's like one in 40 people are carriers of the SMA gene. Um, She is not, so our kids will be carriers of that gene, but they will not have SMA itself. And we did that kind of as just an informational thing, like and people when they hear that, when they hear that we were intended to try anyway, even if they would have SMA, they gasp in the yep. shot. And that goes back to the belief that a disabled uh-huh. life is uh-huh. not worth living. Right. I am super happy that my parents had me. I love my life. And uh, I could give another team with SMA just as great of a life. Um, they won't be as cool and funny and awesome as me, but they can try. And, um, Die bar to live up what, to. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. you know? No, um, but I, I we did get genetic testing, and uh, it, um, we know that they will not have SMA.
1: Well, and consider like the, the, if, if they did consider the medical advancements, I mean, that you discovered in your twenties that are, would be available to Absolutely. a kid, you know, so early on in their life, it would be, I would imagine like a vastly different
2: experience. It's, it's a, I mean, even now that like, they are reclassifying the types of SMA, because if you can get on treatment, like immediately after birth, you exhibit almost no symptoms. Wow! So it is a very different world for SMA havers. <laughs> also, the topic of genetic testing is just—it's a topic
0: in IVF, regardless of yeah. w- who you are, you know, or what your situation is, right? So that—that that too is mm-hmm. another one of those things that if like, people gasp when they even just sort of probably they hear that word, you know, or they yeah. think about this it's a scientific process. It's a, it's a, it's a medical thing. It happens in a lab. You know, there's, there's so many little bits and pieces of it that are probably already just outside of the realm of understanding of a lot of people, if they just haven't gone through it or been, been around people. And, and I mean, I remember being a little bit shocked too about like, you can test for this, you can test for that. (laughs) Like, is this, Uh you know, but it's just, it's just new territory and territory that's changing unbelievably fast. I mean, my, my brother too. So my brother's a, a paraplegic. He had an accident when he was 28. He and his wife went through IVF to have, and they have two kids. They yeah. started that process, you know, 15, we'll call it 15 years ago. And my mm-hmm. kids are five. So 10 years before we had our, my, their experience was completely different right. because of the, you know, the leaps that were made you know, in that in that yeah. period of time. So that's that to me, yeah, it's just another one of those things that it's like people gasp before they even realize why
2: <laughs> they're gasping. I, you know? I, we we met with a genetic counselor a few years ago who said something that I thought was amazing. Um, and it was that she has clients with various disabilities who get genetic testing to hope but like they are hoping that their kids will have whatever condition they have, because it is such an integral and positive part of their life and community that they feel that they might be disconnected if their kid doesn't have that same experience. And again, like, that makes sense if you really think about it. And and I think we need to just be careful as a society that we don't, like, you know, think that we know best simply because... We think that, oh, disability is bad, you shouldn't have a disability, but uh, it's not the case in a lot of self-reported cases.
1: Well, we will uh, certainly be following along with whatever you do end up sharing about the next steps in the IVF journey. Thank you. Would love for uh, folks listening to check out Shane's websites, laughingatmynightmare.com, which is for your organization. Um, we're going to be making a donation to that. Um, check out squirmyandgrubs.com, com, which is sort of a hub for you know you can get to the YouTube channel, you can get to the podcast from there, and learn a whole lot more about Shane and Hannah. And just want to. Uh, say you know sincerely, thank you so much for being so open and candid about your your journey. It's uh, it's
2: been really cool talking to you. Absolutely, thanks for having me. And I think that you know, down the road when I do have kids, you can have me back, and we'll have like. The then and now, yes. and the, the, you know, the future of me will just be like, guys, it wasn't worth it. No, why did I do this? Why didn't you tell I you I haven't slept did, in 14 Why didn't you days? warn me about this? What the hell, guys? <laughs> you had a chance. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for everything that you guys are doing to elevate all of our minds a little bit. It's a great time. Thanks, man. All right. We'll talk soon. See ya.
1: I love talking to Shane. Uh, I think they're going to be really amazing parents.
0: Yeah, I love I love chatting with him, too. And um, regardless of where their journey ends up, I hope that we stay in touch. Love to have him on the show again in the future.
1: What do you say we uh, bring back our kisses and disses segment? I
0: say yes.
2: Kisses and disses.
0: A, a recurring segment in which we we read one positive review right, to make ourselves kind of feel good to give our our listeners you know their new maybe maybe you know maybe something I don't know what are you, but, what are you, what are you trying to say? I'm just what, are we, what are we trying to, to say here? Strike that one. Strike <laughs> that from the edit, and then and then so that we don't get too overinflated. Okay, our egos. We we have a tendency to get overinflated. We're gonna read also a bad review, right? And that's you get the yin and the yang. You get the night and the day. Both sides of the coin, okay? Keeps us on the straight and narrow. I'm going to start with uh with our what we call
1: the kisses. This yeah. is a review from Apple Podcasts, a five-star review, and it's the Five. most recent review. My goodness, let's hear it. This comes from Paul 2677. The topic is good hearts and good discussions. And Paul says, Lighthearted but never lightweight, modern dadhood isn't shy about the sometimes difficult fatherhood-related subjects and informed guests they have on, but their tone is always open and fair. Give this a listen when you have a free half hour, and you'll find yourself coming back for both the cheer and the challenge. Thanks, Paul.
0: That was was so... It's really heartfelt. Thanks, Paul. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling really pumped after hearing that. I'm sin pretty after that review. I think it's I think it's time to be brought back down to earth. I have a diss that I'd like to read. Okay, I want you to hold on to your pants. Okay, because it's not great. Okay, l- um, I think I'm ready. <clears throat> Anonymous, hi. From Lincoln, Nebraska. That's Hi. nice.
2: That's hey.
0: nice. The show is fine. Okay. I'll take that so far. It's not so not, bad. It's not negative. does take a turn. But Adam and Mark are just one person, right? Honestly, there's hardly enough personality there for one grown human, let alone two. I've been staring at their headshots for the last 20 minutes, and there's no way they aren't the same person. I can't be the only guy who thinks this three and a half stars. Uh, there's a little positive
1: uptick right at the very end. I mean, it's not going to kill our average,
0: but it wasn't the, wasn't the nicest thing somebody could say. He's this person spent a lot of time writing that. Look, I will say that's, that's that's the thing that hurts me. It's brutally honest. True.
1: They, I have to give somebody credit for, for honesty. But true. But we're unique people, aren't we? I mean, aren't we?
0: Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, uh, anonymous. Modern
1: Dadhood cannot, in good conscience, guarantee the authenticity of negative reviews read aloud in the Kisses and Disses segment.
0: Friends, you've reached the end of another episode of Modern Dadhood. Wherever you listen, be it Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, do us a favor, subscribe, maybe write a review, maybe even tell a friend.
1: You might be a little staccato about this, but I, I, I will hop in and say, <laughs> when Mark says tell a friend, it really, mm-hmm. that goes a long way for us. The word of mouth, telling people that you like the show, turns it's other true. people onto the show. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that makes Mark and me a really happy guy. You know, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as well. Just go to the little search bar, search Modern Dadhood. You can also find us on the internet. Hey, hey, oh, what? wait. Whoa, slow down. What? We have a TikTok
1: now. I set us up a TikTok, man.
0: <sighs> no, we don't. Uh-huh. No, what do you mean? Uh-huh. Do? What do we do on TikTok? Dances we don't, we don't do stuff.
1: anything yet, but we huh. will be doing stuff. So encourage people to follow us on TikTok. Wow. Well, you heard it here, folks. You can purchase T-shirts and dad hoodies on our website, moderndadhood.com. You can also contact us using a form on that website or email us at hey, H-E-Y, at dadhood.com and uh, let us know who you'd like to hear on the show or what topics you'd like us to cover or what you had for breakfast the last several days. Uh, thanks, as always, to Casper Babypants and Spencer Albee for the music in our podcast. Thank you, as always, to Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for mixing the show, making us sound great. You can learn more about what Pete offers at redvaultaudio.com. Thanks to Shane Burkaw for spending so much time Huge with us thanks. and being so open with us. Can't wait to stay in touch and have you back on the podcast in the
0: future. And while she wasn't on the show, I'd like to just let's give Hannah a shout out because Shane is sharing some seriously personal stuff and he's not the only one in the uh, relationship. So shout out to Hannah for, uh, for being so open and honest. And, Mark, it would be just rude of me to take your final bullet away from you here. Thank you. Hold on. That was a little thick on the thank. Take two. Thank you for listening.